This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Sometimes a school is incredible And you can't quite explain it So you try Is Hampton High Hey, you're listening to Hampton High, the podcast that asks the question, what about WTF with Mark Marin? but from my school? I'm your host, Hampton McKelvey. I'm a junior, and I'm talking to Rockville Prep's most interesting students, staff, and all the above. Rockville Prep, go skunks! Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Hampton High. Um, we're going to have a really great episode today, a little bit different. <laughs> most episodes are a little bit different because every episode is a different guest, and every guest is a different person with their own backgrounds and opinions and, like, I don't know, behaviors, I suppose. But... Before we get into that, I want to talk about what just happened at the frickin' Oscars. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to talk about with the Oscars in terms of, like, winners and losers and stuff, but I still want to throw that all aside because, like, that's all subjective. I think all awards are subjective, and, like, you can hate an opinion or you can love an opinion, but it's still an opinion, so it's like hating water. It will one day become ice, and that ice will one day become vapor, you know? And that vapor will one day become water again. So you're only hating one part of a thing that is actually something that you can love in a different situation. Yeah, you know I mean, does that make sense? I think that is actually pretty smart. And I'm glad I said that then. So now you'll see that I'm a smart person who can give you my opinion, which is shifty like water, um, on the one thing that happened at the Oscars that everyone's freaking talking about. I am speaking about <gasps> Lady Gaga <laughs> and Bradley Cooper. Um, and they did this like performance of, of that song Shallow from A Star is Born, which is like... That movie was like scary to me because it was about like a relation. It was like about a lot of stuff that was scary. Um, but this song, and everyone watched the song, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, Lady Gaga is in love with Bradley Cooper." Here's the thing: Bradley Cooper has a girlfriend. Here's the other thing, though, that people sort of responded that with, "Yeah, but Lady Gaga was also about to get married, and she stopped the marriage." And then we see this performance, and it's like. It's part of my French. It's sexy, you know? It's, like, sexy. And it's, like, they're about to kiss in these moments. And, like, they're singing to each other, which is the most central thing you can do. And people are like, she's in love with him. They're actually fucking. Uh, and I just so you know, I, I will curse a little bit here, but I'll bleep out all the curses. So, like, just, it's a, it's a don't, you don't have to get me in trouble for that because I'll bleep it out. Okay, okay thank you. Um, and <laughs> so they're probably fucking. Um but then other people are like, no, it's just like they're acting. And other people are like, no, they're, you can't like pretend that stuff up. And so I just want to give my take on this whole situation, which is like, okay, so like Lady Gaga is like it fucking insane. Um, and to her, like there is no like movie and like Oscar are not different. Like Oscar is on camera. Movie is on camera. Oscar is media. Movie is media. To her, it's like the same thing. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like she's just like, it's, I'm sure that I'm sure they actually fucked because you can't make that stuff up. But I don't think she's actually in love with him. I just think that they're like, they like knew to like play that stuff up because now 
what's everyone talking about? Freaking Lady Gaga, you know? And she didn't even win the award. She didn't even win the award, you know? But people are still talking about her because of like the story that they've created. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like maybe they fu- they definitely fucked. They're probably not in love, and she just like was acting that on stage as she would act in a movie, which we know she's good at because she was fucking good in that movie, you know? And so like that's just over my two take, and I do think it was probably Bradley Cooper's idea because like he's a director in that situation, so he was probably like told her act like this so you can get what you want. And she was like, "Thank you for the good idea." Now people will listen. Now people pay attention to me more. And so like she has to give kudos to Bradley Cooper for being a really good director and like sort of being like the mastermind behind the situation because he's actually very smart. I have a great guest today. And my guest is actually like a substitute teacher, but you only do homeroom, right? Yeah. This is Miss Moses, everyone. Hi, everybody. You're so you you're a sub, but we only have you're only like a homeroom sub. Yeah, I only substitute homeroom classes because like I'm just like trying to get to know the kids, you know. That's like, cool. Yeah, my and- subject is kids you know <laughs> yeah uh well actually young adults so <laughs> sorry my bad i'm yeah. just trying to be cool <laughs> no i know it's like but like we're like i'm 16 so it's like it's not like i'm a kid i'm like i'm a young adult you right know? right yeah oh yeah. my gosh it's so great to be here yeah thank you for being on it yeah i hope you weren't like insult so okay so just for everyone basically like we were talking like a bunch of people were talking in the homeroom and then like people started playing k-pop and miss moses like knew everything about k-pop and i was like but you're, pardon my French, you're old and like only young people know K-pop. So uh-huh. I was like, how do you know this? And it turns out you know a lot. And so I was like, okay, I have to, an old person knows K-pop. That's like a jock who can play guitar. That's like me. So like, that's like a crazy thing. So I thought we could have a little conversation about like you, what you think about K-pop and just like what you know about K-pop. Because like what you know as an old person is different from us as young people. That is true. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not offended at all. I am old, but the good thing is you can't tell if I'm like 30 or in my early 60s. So the thing is, is like, it's okay to be anything older than what your age is. I embrace it. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like a sort of stock answer. So like maybe you've like prepared all right. Okay, Hampton. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm a sassy <laughs> asshole sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was really excited when everyone started playing K-pop. I've been a fan of it since like 2008. Um, and Whoa. yeah, that's like half your, more than half your life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm just really excited that it's getting bigger in the mainstream over here in America. Yeah. So like, how did you get into K-pop? To be honest, it was like YouTube. Because I was always kind of when I was gro- when I grew up, not grew up, when I was growing up, you know, I was always kind of like into anime and manga mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then it kind of fell off for a bit. Yeah. And I decided to focus on dance. That's why I'm a cool substitute, because I did all kinds of cool careers before I came to teach you guys here. Yeah. And so I was a dancer. And then I noticed that a lot of the choreographers that I looked up to were doing these gigs in Asia, especially in Korea. And so I would follow their work. And then... Uh, and quick question, when you say choreographers doing gigs, like what exactly does that mean? Because like mm. choreographers, they like make dance, but like, I don't, I don't really understand what the professional racket of a choreographer is, much less how you would like follow a choreographer's path, much less follow that to a different country. Do you know Got what I mean? you. So choreographers are a lot like actors in the sense that they get gig work. They get jobs based on, you know, uh, 
their agents or their background or how well they're known. So if they're getting a gig, um, you know, a record company will need someone to choreograph their artist. So they'll look maybe nowadays they'll look online and see who has the most views. For sure. Everything's online these days. Yeah. Or they'll be like, oh, this dancer is repped by block or repped by an agency but is also a choreographer. So I'll hire them to choreograph for my artist. And so, you know, back then it was the dawn of YouTube and people would be putting dance videos online. And so you would see class videos, what they taught in class. And then you'd also see, oh, this was my submission video for this artist. And uh, there's this one choreographer I still follow to this day, Sean Evaristo. And he did this, he did choreography choreography for this Korean artist named Taeyang. And... I was like, dang, this is good. He's like Korean Usher. I love this guy. And so I followed uh, Sean Evaristo's sort of career as he moved from doing American work to Korean work. Actually, he does work all over the world. But I was just like, wow, you can do stuff globally and uh, get recognized. And so like and so that means you've tracked because for me, like K-pop is sort of new for kids my age or like it's like. I don't want. I mean, maybe news isn't the right word, but it's like relevant or spoken of uh, with more um, uh, as a. How am I trying to say? It's like it's just like a thing that exists in culture now. That K-pop is just like a. It's it's understood that people like K-pop, and it's not a sort of underground music phenomenon like most. I don't want to say like most, but like but like many. uh, 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 like many art forms that come from different countries, or different parts of the world. Yeah, it's just like a part of American culture in some ways, right? But, yeah. And so you've, but you, but you saw it when it wasn't as much. Is that- but and not, and I was in like second generation K-pop started in the nineties. Okay. Um, well, not even in the nineties, because essentially what it is, it's a country's popular music. It's not as if it's something that's brand new and curated just for now. It is whatever was popular going on in korea is k-pop an american term or is is it k-pop like is that is that how it's referred in korea i feel like uh that's how it's referred in korea but i feel like the sort of like general idea behind it and what it means is like created globally not just america but uh it's called the hallyu wave like okay for a minute there nobody knew what Korea was doing and then like in the early 2000s people started watching a lot of Korean dramas and they started listening to Korean music like other countries in Asia and it became really really popular Um, and then you know Korean companies started to realize that they have this sort of like soft power like this economic power uh, like cultural power Mm. and so they just started creating more and more groups and creating more and more content and then eventually uh, it's just moved over to the states because we have I personally think it's it is like an online thing I think it's a Mm. YouTube thing I think people are have more accessibility to global music and global artists I think people are bored with American music it's all pretty formulaic even though K-pop could be considered formulaic but it's like at least there's some sort of like cultural exchange going on as opposed to something you're used to watching and listening to yeah, yeah. all the time. There's so. like the I mean, this is an interesting idea, like the idea of novelty, mm, you know? Yeah. Is, because that can be sometimes be a, seen as a negative thing of like uh Yeah. Uh not the word appropriation, because that's not really what I'm talking about, but sort right. of I guess a fetishization of a culture in some ways. Yeah. 
but while also being like, oh no, but I'm learning about culture I haven't seen before. Yeah, like there's a sort of a line there. Would you wouldn't you say? Yeah, but I feel like the music um, is and the content is being created with a global mindset. Cool. Like there are companies. I mean, it is the government Korean government subsidizes a lot of entertainment companies because it's considered. Uh, economy like it's so much money comes back to the country because of this cultural power so it's like uh, it's not even just it is it's not even just that you're getting something that's just like only Korean I feel like it has it, it is put on a created in a format to be accessible for a global audience America should subsidize improv <laughs> I uh, agree because I want to be cool with the kids. Yeah. Well, because we'll think about it. Number one, you know, it's an American form, uh, and it creates I would disagree jobs. as a Canadian, but that's it, okay. <laughs> no, it's an American form because it happens in America. Oh, and it creates jobs because it's like if you look at every improv theater, which I yeah. have, because I actually think it's kind of cool. Wow. Um, you see like all these people who are like, you know, who are like who are performers in the theater. So like that's creating jobs right there. Like using yeah. the, the page and the performers page. And then two, like, you know, everyone's like improv is good for your mental health too. And like, that's wow. also like, and so, and since like, you know, healthcare is really bad, like why not just like subsidize that? Because mm. it's like job creation, American culture and exclusively American culture. Um, and, um, uh, and mental health too. You really think there's a lot of money in improv, Hampton? Well, you look at if you look at the if you look at the websites of like the yeah the, like the, in the Washington Improv Theater, which is the one in DC. Yeah. Um. There's um. You see all the performers and like so that's there's people who are, those are employees. Gotcha. Cool. I think that's a a sweet uh sentiment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I actually think of myself. I like to think of myself more practical than romantic in those. And when I talk about political stuff, but by the way, I did not get offended when you said "fucking." <laughs> I know you can't tell whether I'm 35 or 12, but like I also sometimes curse too. I'm just so. you're a teacher, and I don't want to get in trouble. Got you. Well, well, I'm a cool homeroom teacher, so I can't grade. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we can still talk to the administration. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true. I wouldn't do that to you though. Um. So. Now, so how do you personally and like because it's clear you know a lot about this music and the mm. culture behind this music um, yeah. uh, or you've been you have been introduced to this culture and have learned about it for a long time yeah uh, how how are you feeling now personally that it's becomes it's sort of blown up in a way that is like you know that's huge you know and like you are yeah. uh, unfortunately you are a hipster in this way you got him before you got popular you know? oh my gosh. you got him before you got popular you know like you are a hipster you got him before you got popular <laughs> wow, you know? are you okay? You yeah, it's just, a little bit? It's just like your hips because you got it before you got popular. Oh, you know? wow, wow, wow. Um, yeah. But like, does that feel, how do you feel about that? Um, I feel great. Uh, any exposure for it, I think is really cool. Um, I think that I really respect um, Korean culture and I respect the work ethic and I respect the like idea of like, you know, um, creating something new or creating like a uh, a part of uh, the culture that can be accessed globally. I know people are like, oh, it's so gimmicky or, oh, it's manufactured. Like, especially a lot of Western people have issues with uh, authenticity and it just being like, that's not what a real artist does. But the thing is, is that we have it too. We have like, you know, people who are creating artists and they, people that have teams behind them and a team working real like, really hard to create a sort of like persona and a concept for an artist 
And the only difference is, is that I feel like with Korean groups is that they have some like, they definitely have. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> like they have differences in the fact that let's say you'll have a boy ba- boy group or a girl group that has like eight members in it. Yeah. Whereas in the West, you would never see. You would see like maybe four or five, right? I feel like five or three. Even. Five or three, yeah. Um, but I think it's just, it's a cult. I think it's like a cultural thing in the sense that like um, a bunch of people in a group just gives you that much more people to like or that much more people to root for. And it's like, I've, yeah, I don't know why they have big numbers of members, but I do enjoy that part of it and makes it different and unique for me. Um, and then what else was I saying? Just like, oh, yeah, the authenticity thing. Like, um, I don't think it's inauthentic. I think that these well, kids that are in these groups work so hard. And so well, I appreciate people who work hard and I appreciate the team behind people who are working hard. So For sure. In my personal opinion, like people are always going to look at pop musicians as inauthentic because they're not actually playing their instruments and yeah. sort of just or but you're, they're not performing, playing their instruments. Maybe they play instruments. I don't know. Mm. But like it does make but like it's always going to like hit you to be like, oh, this versus like, you know, a uh, I don't know, like Nirvana, which is a band right Right. You know, like there and they like they play the, they clearly lead playing their instruments. Yeah. You know what I mean, people. This is what it is. People love genius. Like they love people love genius. They love stuff that came out of the ether and like, oh, this person is so talented because they were just born that way. And I think they love the mystery behind that or they love the separation. Yeah. yeah. It's like I can never achieve that because that's I was born that way. But I think Koreans, they're like hard. If you work hard enough. You can do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's also obviously talent involved. Oh, but yeah, like yeah. also if you work really hard, you can become a decent singer, a decent dancer, all that good stuff. Well, I also think like music, like when people listen to music, they like, especially at like my age, I feel yeah. like we all want to like feel seen. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes you can only feel seen by people who are like, you know, authentically themselves whatever that fucking means you know Mm -hmm. um and with pop musicians the the barrier between self and product is so like yeah uh it's not always clear but always like present you know there's always there is a sort of idea of who they're supposed to be in the present and the presentation is part of the package you know yeah yeah Um, but it does seem like k-pop like they play with that idea really in a really cool way do you know it seems like they uh they're so performative and it's so like yeah I don't know I just watch I mean I guess sometimes I watch a bunch of videos and the videos were like really cool and everyone looked cool and like everyone danced well and it was like really well designed it's definitely you know I mean? a visual medium and it's not that uh, so again like any other country's popular music it's not just one thing like there are artists that are very like um, what we consider authentic people who are just like the musicians to their core um, that don't have a lot of like bells and whistles behind them. Um, they, you know, there are different styles. You can listen to a rock song. You can listen to hip hop, R and B. Nah, there's no country, but like uh, their country, I think is called, it's like trot. It's like a, just an older style 
that kind of sounds like a mix between polka and like disco. It's really interesting. But like um, they just like there's all different all different genres and all different types. So what I guess we're talking about and what is really popped off. (laughs) I can say that because I like young kids, but popped popped off. You never heard of popped off. You like young kids. What's popping? No, I don't mean it in that way. I relate. <laughs> don't be immature. All right, I'm you're not. 16. You literally said it. Like what? You literally uh, said it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Teenage boys are monsters. I yeah, can say that. Yeah, yeah, I said no one ever. <laughs> All right, yeah. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that the what we're talking about and what's getting really popular is that popular part of music. Mm. Like the same type of popular music over here like the ariana grandes and all that stuff that's what we're talking about here Mm. so yeah of course they have a team of course they have people that are like creating a concept behind it but i mean what's great about it is that you're also learning Mm. a new language you're also getting exposed to a new culture and so it's and you're also like seeing different types of ways to formulate the pop concept you know what i mean and not just the same old same old yeah what groups do you like right now um k-pop groups yeah yeah there is or just or artists in themselves i always when i think about k-pop i do think about like the groups but that's obviously not that's not oh that's true yeah 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 you know i'm gonna do i'm gonna just open up my spotify because that's another thing the great thing about it it's global spotify you can watch uh, you can listen to all kinds of music on Spotify. If you want to watch Korean dramas, you go on Netflix. They have a ton. Uh, you just It's just really accessible to you if you want it. Okay, I'm going to open my Spotify too. And you can like tell me stuff to play and I can like play it. So then it's like on my like recently played so I can go back to it. Cool. That's a little trick. I, this is a trick that anyone can do. If you, uh, this is something I've learned myself. Uh, if you just want to like go back to, you don't have to listen to something right now. You can go back to later. You can just like click it once and it's on your recently played. So next time you open Spotify, look at your recently played, then you can check it out. Just a little something I figured out. Wow. I've never thought of that. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's, <laughs> so I, I would like to say, think I'm a substitute teacher, but also I'm a substitute learner. You know, I'm also learning. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's really cool. I try. That's, I really appreciate that. Cause like, you're an interesting person. <laughs> so obviously, you know, number one group for me is a group called BTS, which is also huge here in America. They, yeah. They are the one group I think that has crossed over into American culture that even if you don't know who they are, you've probably seen pictures of them. They presented at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. They've won social media award at the Billboard Awards last two years in a row. Um, and what's really interesting about them is that even though they're a seven member group. So for some people it's like, ah, too many members. They still have a lot of autonomy. Yeah. They create a lot of their own work. Uh, the leader writes, well, actually a lot of them write their own music. And so, uh, yeah, they have kind of like set themselves apart from that normal sort of like factory thing that people think of when they think of K-pop. They're really good. Plus they're, cute <laughs> yeah they look cool they yeah. look cool they definitely look cool nice yeah. and and people always think they're super young but bts the members are between 21 and 28 years old really yeah babe no way they just don't crack well actually i shouldn't say crack because that's for black they just don't they don't raisin you know what i mean uh you can't say that i can mm, say it <laughs> one thing i've learned like I, this is so unfortunate but one thing i've learned like as a young white man in culture yeah. is that like 
you just can't say stuff. You know, like you just can't say stuff. Unless like, you're on in GQ. Well, yeah, yeah, you can't. I mean, people just It's hey, not about it. It's like, it's like, I feel like if I say something that is like, even if people know it's true, like people are going to take it the wrong way. You know, yeah. like people are just going to take it the wrong way. You know, like people are going to take it the wrong way. It's as long as you're okay with it, that's great. I mean, yeah, I'm actually fine with it. <laughs> you have a nice, you have a good platform here to speak on. You yes. can speak on all kinds of other things. And I edit everything that I think is problematic. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's okay to say stuff, it's about what you put it out there or not. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then I can just live in your thoughts and like grow and grow more powerful oh there. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's a sad, sad reality. Yeah, but reality is sad. And it bites. Do you know that? Do reality you know that bite. reference? No. That's okay. What's reality like? It's a movie from the 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know it's a movie I like from the 90s? <sighs> Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. Stop looking at me, swan. <laughs> Honestly, I actually really like that movie from the 90s, too. But yeah, I, what think can you do? I think it's really funny. I like it when it goes, stop looking at me, swan. <sighs> I mean, yay. <laughs> I love being here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here too. Uh, great. Here's another group I really yes, like. Yes, please. Um, actually, this is kind of interesting. Uh, well, it's not interesting, but there's a lot of solo artists that are cool in K-pop that are doing really well these days. A lot of female solo artists, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, when you have a lot of members in groups, you would think, oh, I need this many members in a group because I need, I want to attract as many people and let them have as many people to choose from to have to be fans. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So it's like when you have just one person, it's like maybe it cuts out the ability to get even more fans. But anyways, so I really like this girl named Chunga. She's really great. Um, another thing about K-pop that I actually really want to mention is that because it's a lot of it is... Uh, created and manufactured we're not gonna lie it is um you know a lot of these artists go through training periods where they you know they audition for their companies their record labels and then they are trainees at the record labels for like four to seven years like the minor leagues like the minor leagues but not even because they're not playing Hmm. or actually no because minor leagues do games against each other Mm -hmm. right and I think actually trainees do. Trainees will have like monthly evaluations to make sure that they're like progressing in talent and that they're, you know, um, probably they're also trying to look and see it's like, oh, not only are they progressing in talent, they're ready right now and they look good with this person, this person, this person. It's like a real like group effort to put a, a group together. You know what I mean? And so why I bring that up is because... uh because the industry is so saturated now because K-pop's just getting so big globally that like everybody's churning out groups, companies are churning out groups that it matters if they have a little bit of shine from before they even debut. Mm. So there's a lot of uh, survival shows and there's a lot of like competition style American Idol shows in Korea. And like there's so many, it's absolutely insane. But like the people that perform on those will go to a company and become a trainee and they've already got a, a little bit of a fan base. And so then when they debut, it's just even more people who are fans. That's like sort of people who like go on The Bachelor and stuff or like reality shows where like they just by being like a small figure on that show, you can yeah. get like a bunch of followers and then like get endorsements or like do Dancing with the Stars, I guess is like one version of that. But like, yeah. um, but in this situation, it's like people, you know, using 
their artistic talents rather than sort of marketing exactly uh, uh, you know personality creation and so like for like korean variety shows so anything like a big brother or like that type of reality show they only have celebrities on it mm-hmm. so they only have established celebrities on those shows and it doesn't hold the same weight as it being like a cheesy show it's yeah it's weird it's not weird it's great but then the survival type shows are all sort of newcomers trying to gain uh, exposure. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it still doesn't hold. I still think like American Idol is a little bit, people look down on it, especially now that it's in like yeah, I session, think, what, a thousand? Like yeah. Season a thousand? I don't know. Well, I think I, I think it's because like the promise of the show is like not really there anymore. Do you mean right. it's, it's not really like it's a... People do get famous from it, but it's not uh, a given. And it's also been so expletive, exploitative yes. of people. Yeah. And that it's sort of hard to, um, as someone who isn't involved in that and like doesn't watch it all the time, I think yeah. of it, I'm just like, oh, this is like, it feels, feels bad, you know? Right. Like, yeah. It feels like a bad thing. Yeah. Whereas uh, on Korean television, it's not like that. It's like, oh, you win this or you get close to winning it. Oh, great. You have a little bit of shine. You have a little bit of exposure. Um, You're not going to become a famous singer after that, but you will be noticed by companies so that you can like start your training period, which is crazy. Yeah. And actually, that makes me think I should edit what I said before, because I think you can do like those types of like America's America's Got Talent, American Idol shows. And if you are a singer, then like, okay, great. You can book yourself like at colleges or like yeah. you can book yourself like tours that will like you know get your foot in the door in bigger venues than you could have earlier yeah and that's like i watched the backstreet boys documentary recently ah. um and it was like interesting how you know these dudes were the biggest band in the world and now ah. they are like in their 30s 40s and they sell out like mid size theaters oh, all around excellent. the world you know and so it's like we make fun of that but like they're selling out mid that's a great that's a great career do you yeah, know what I mean I agree and I just think about how that's like you know people want to make fun of stuff like that but at the end of the day if you're a performing artist and you have like a platform to perform and you like what you perform then that's like a good thing yeah. no matter how like culture deems it authentic or yeah. uh, or valid you know what I mean yeah I'm actually really open minded about this stuff because I play guitar oh very cool do you have a do you have a lot of girls girlfriends potential girlfriends because you, you play guitar oh I mean yeah no people yeah no I mean obviously it's like girls like it when a guy play guitar which you didn't really believe before until it happened you know ah uh, yeah so okay yeah but like, I'm not really I'm not I, I was dating someone before but I'm not really dating one right now if you ever got approached to be in a boy group boy band would you I mean I can't I can't dan- I can't even dance you know. Like I can, I can barely sing. So, what if you went through an extensive training period where someone was paying for all of your dance classes, all of your singing classes, was feeding you? You lived in a dorm with four other dudes, and you, by the end of that four years, you were actually really good. Would you still do it? So it's like college. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you're a dance major, if it's college, if that can be college, then yeah. Because yeah. I, I think going to college is the most important thing in the world. So like, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I get. I mean, because like dancing will make me cut, um, and singing will make me, you know, emotional. Mm-hmm. And like being with the guys, like is like you know, being friends with people, and like people have to be your friends then. Um, and then like fans, which is like would be. I don't know. It's not really me. It's like obviously like hypothetically sure I would, but like it's not really yeah. me or my life. Yeah, you sound yeah, you sound very stressed. Truly, just uh, yeah, hypothetical no. question. It's not. It's not true. It's yeah. It's it not, is not true. It's not. No, uh, uh, uh. Um, uh, yeah. 
You okay? Yeah, no. It's I'm Do you need to go like spend some time alone? No, I just like sometimes when I think you put a thought in my head that I can't get out now and it's like it's a different life that I would have thought and like I'm you know, I'm sort of like an order based person. I like order and like you know, this may this is sort of a chaotic like arrow thrown to my like beautiful system of what my life should be. So mm-hmm. like I don't know. Are you off are you but you're not off you're not off you said hypothetical, uh, so you're not Yeah, offering. no, I don't create boy bands and girl groups. I just like them. <laughs> I like them so much they're like my sports. And I, and I love like and I love North American boy bands, boy uh, and girl groups, but they kind of fell off for a little while, remember? And I feel like that's why K-pop is, there's a big uh, attention on it right now because they're replacing the the boy bands of our, of our yore. Why do you think that is? Because I do think that somehow the idea of authenticity is a part of that too, where like mm-hmm. the sort of original boy bands in American culture were authentically that and the other ones were so clearly like, I mean, the first- Marketing grabs at that, following those things do you know what I mean it depends on what you consider boy band girl group so the first girl group possibly was like the Andrews sisters in the 30s right 30s yeah dude no that was like no this wasn't that was like jazz it wasn't pop in the 30s it was like jazz and stuff and then we get to the 50s and we have like the temp like the the 50s and 60s we have the temptations and we have motown and those are like those are the original boy bands and girl groups no those that's not that stuff that was just like good music it's like classic rock those are truly they were some, so the thing is, is that with a lot of those, that they started out as family acts, right? It'd be like a bunch of cousins or like a bunch of siblings doing music, but they were still seen and created and like put on a platform because they were like, you're a group and you look good together and you sound good together and let's sell you, yeah. right? And then somebody was like, I want to recreate that. And so... That's when it was like, let me take super individuals, like people from other, like who have no sort of familiar background, no sense of like, the only reason why they're put together is because they passed an audition. Yeah. And that's when we get those type of girl and guy groups. And I think people don't, they just don't respect um, inorganic things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. weird, though, because we like depend so much on technology, not saying that technology is the same thing as putting together a group after an audition. But I don't I don't know what it is. I think people just really love like honest relationships and like organic things that feel organic or serendipitous or like faded or, you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I think that's cool. <laughs> Um, okay, well, so we're almost out of time, but mm-hmm. like, if you had, like, if you had one song to tell anyone to listen to, oh, that's so hard, or one group, I don't know. Oh, that's very hard. Or how about just songs that you're liking right now? I mean, but okay, you don't want to answer that question. No, it's not that I don't want to answer that question. I'm trying to think of what is a good song for someone who. <sighs> is not um, well-versed in K-pop and is not even really interested in it. If you're interested in it, right? Yeah. I would check out, I would check out um, a group called Big Bang. They are like... (laughs) Big Bang Theory. Yeah, no, but that's the band's name. I know, like Big Bang Theory. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) They are predecessors for a lot of these groups that are out right now. Uh, they debuted in like 2006, 2007, but they became hugely popular in Korea in the late 2000s. And then they, I think, 
I would like to think that they're the ones who really helped usher in this era of super popularity and their music's really good. Cool. And uh, they are five member groups so that that's very digestible for some of us from some of us Westerners and they, their music is just like self-written and self-produced and they're not like the greatest dancers. They're more, I guess like they feel more organic and authentic to me than uh, some of the others that rules, and I'm a huge fan of them. Um, who do you think is the coolest freshman? Um, definitely Hampton. I am a junior. Okay, I really see. The thing is, is I don't see age okay. because again, okay. like you might think I'm a 17, okay. or you might think I'm 42. Okay, uh, that's kind of what I like about being okay. a cool well, substitute. Well, thanks for being on the pod. <laughs> oh, that was good. You were, you were great. Thanks so much for doing it. Oh, you really think I'm a freshman? At least speak into the microphone. No, it's it's we're off. Oh. The, po- the pod's done. The pod's done. Yeah, I think I'm just asking. I didn't think you were a freshman because you look young. I thought you were a freshman because you know freshmen are so fresh and they have fresh ideas. You're good with. I'm not an idiot. You say it yourself. I'm smart. I'm not gonna hear like that's not that's not gonna fool me. Honestly, Hampton, don't don't be mad because I need the approval of the youth. Don't uh, be mad at me. That's a very, very brave thing to admit. Thanks. I give you a proof. Oh, you give me a proof? I give you a proof. Wow. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original Dog. podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.